0: You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. We are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Killover.
1: Susie Hunt.
0: And we have a guest joining us
2: today. Charles Bandicoose! I summon thee,
3: Robert Papatus.
2: <laughs> Serve me your master! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I have been trying that for like 35 years, and I've yet to get little puppet minions. Hi! everybody it's mike you can call me mike <laughs> <laughs> it's from cow creepy head saturday morning monster mash how you doing
0: thank you for joining us again good sir this is uh this this is one of those movies i'm like if we can get mike on we got to get mike on for this because we are continuing our month of little monsters with episode 167 ghoulies from 1985 it's an hour and 21 minutes directed by i'm sure i'm gonna butcher his name but luca is that Berkovi, Berkovici? i don't know uh, he, did, he did rockula dark tide the granny and luck of the draw but uh yeah this is one of those 80s movies that i feel like everyone has seen but nobody really remembers mm-hmm. um because you know they remember the sequels more but Let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks. So, Mike, as you are our guest, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this flick?
2: I'm going to ramble for a little second here, but I'm going to try to rein it in because I can get out of control. (laughs) This movie's biggest crime is saying it's ghoulies when the ghoulies aren't in it as much as you might remember. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to compare this to The Return of the Living Dead 4 and 5. If they were just generic zombie films without saying they're eternally dead, you wouldn't hate them as much. Yep. Um, having said that, I haven't watched Ghoulies 1 in a long time because I my prefer Ghoulies 2 and 3, which is like all Ghoulies all the time,
3: mm-hmm. because
2: give me little wet, goopy monster puppets all day long and I'm the happiest kid in the world. Um, but I watched it with fresh eyes today and I had a blast with it. I was laughing my ass off. It's such a stupid, cheesy... 80s movie that Charlie Band just had to throw hand puppets into. Right. <laughs> you know, so I enjoyed it for like a dumb Satan worship movie with, you know, Charles Nance and there's ghoulies. I, I'm still not sure if they threw them in after the fact, mm-hmm. but it had all those great, cheesy slasher movie characters. And, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's moments I was like an idiot watching it while I was driving for work, I kind of had it like I was listening to it in the background and there were some parts that I almost crashed my car and killed a bunch of people. (laughs) Um, Cause they were asking for it. I was just doing my own commentary to myself and I was just dying, laughing at some of the dumb shit that happens in that movie. Uh, So I'm a fan of Ghoulies one, two and three, but not four.
0: I was going to say, what about the dreaded part
3: four?
2: You know, that, that, uh, Key and Peele, um gift that goes around where it's Barack Obama hugging everybody, and they can just put any kind of fandom in there. And they get to the <laughs> end, they're like, "No, not you." Yep. That's what I am with Ghoulies for. Like, just <laughs> get that out of my fucking way. I don't want to see it. Those aren't Ghoulies
3: <laughs> Yep.
0: Oh man. Well, Maurice, what what are your thoughts on this movie? I don't think I've ever talked to you about this movie.
4: <laughs> well, it starts off bad, and it gets it only gets worse. <laughs> The movie is hot garbage. There's nothing good about it.
0: <laughs> oh, come on! Not even the
4: little rubber puppets. No, they look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they they really I, do look bad in this one. I, I, I think even as a kid, I knew they were fake. Oh, yeah. Like they're just puppets, like terrible looking puppets, not even like good eighties puppets.
2: That's that's why I love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were they, they remind like
4: shit. They reminded me of like the the
0: pizza uh, Pizza Hut hand puppets you would get for like <laughs> the Land Before Time and oh movie. yeah
2: yeah the classic. I hate those things with a passion because they rip the skin off your hands the minute you try to stick your hand up their pooper to animate them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the Ghoulies did the same thing to their animators.
3: <laughs> I, I'm sure. Of
4: it. <laughs> so not a fan, huh? I mean, if you wanted to laugh for an hour and twenty minutes, sure.
2: Murray's ridiculous. Wood- what are your opinions on the soundtrack?
4: Oh, it's bad. That music is <laughs> awful.
2: <clears throat>
4: you mean the, the...
0: What's his name? Is it Richard Band? Yeah.
4: Richard Band, yeah.
0: You mean hi- Band. him trying really hard to be Danny Elfman? Uh,
4: yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Tell and, me that didn't sound like it was a, a Danny Elfman ripoff at the
4: start. Oh, yeah, it sure was. I mean, there's a lot of ripoffs in this movie. Well... <laughs> Well, the one is not a ripoff in- until you watch a movie years later, but uh, actually, yeah, the fa- Malcolm
3: mm-hmm.
4: is, I thought he was Palpatine. <laughs> Doing look, his best he, Emperor impression? They tried to make him look like Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And when he loses his cloak, he looks like the great value Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah, better than Anakin.
4: It, it, true, it was the '80s though, and even at the end of the movie, he's shooting electricity out of his hands. So,
0: well, out of his eyes, he was doing the the eye zapping.
4: Well, I think they're coming out of his hands too. Oh, there was a scene where he did point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, because I wrote it down. I said, "Look, he even shoots electricity." <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just don't think it's a great movie.
0: Yeah, this is one of those ones when you watch it critically, it's hard not to pick it apart. Well, Susie, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I think this movie is a lot of fun. I was cracking up. I mean, you got green googly eyes. (laughs) Let's face it, they were googly eyes. You have Rebecca, who is a cross between. She's like the wish version of if Sandra Bernhardt and Juliette Lewis had a baby. That's what she looks like.
2: And if they never fed that baby.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her face she she has a very bird-like face. Like it she doesn't have a nose, she has a beak.
2: That's, she is, that's yeah, she is kind of like an ostrich accurate. woman, isn't she? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then you have Malcolm Graves, who, let's face it, um, I'm probably gonna butcher his name, but Michael DeBars. Mm-hmm. He looks like Evan Peters in about 50 years. <laughs>
4: Why 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 would you do this? Why would you do that to Evan Peters? I I cause hey, he's when probably... I the
1: movie, I, I always I know he's a Golden Globe winner now, but I I think that's what he looks like. And then you got you got Mike, who looks like a cross between Gary Busey and and Jake Busey. Like if they just kind of hey, that's did a the face nicest swap.
2: compliment anyone's ever given me, Susie. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say,
0: come on, Scott Thompson is one of those '80s classics. He's in all the great '80s movies.
1: <laughs> he he is, he is. And then you got you got Dick with his little wiper glasses, and he looks like a cross between Morrissey and and if Morrissey ate meat. Fez. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Oh oh, and guys, don't forget we had Beavis and ButtHead in this movie. Yes, we, yeah, did. Yeah, Mark yes, we and did. did. Yeah.
3: Ambiguously gay. Is that their names?
4: Uh, Is Mike that their and... names? Because yeah. I don't even, I didn't bother to look up their names. Fodder. One yeah. and two. I just well, wanted I those that...
2: guys to stop pretending and start kissing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tension was palpable.
0: I have a few comments on, on, on their uh, their relationship a little later. But but no, the, the, uh, the characters in this, technically, none of them are fodder. Because, no. you know, the, the ending. of washes that all away
2: does it though (laughs)
0: in a way
1: (laughs) wait the character mike is the one that wore the glasses right yeah okay i did get him right i've got stigmatism come on (laughs) 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 the best parts of this movie for me were my girl mariska hargitay as Mm -hmm. donna um some of you may know her in her more contemporary role as sergeant olivia benson since 1999 on Law & Order SVU. Susie, can I ask you a question?
2: Yeah. Would your head explode if they had a Ghoulies SVU crossover? Yes. (laughs) I, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. Ghoulies, the S special victims would be called onto the scene because Ghoulies are coming up and poking you in the butt while you're on the camp. Can can
2: you just imagine Uh, like iced tea? Talking to a ghouly <laughs> puppet.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Dropping some iced teaisms isms
2: Yeah.
4: I, 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 don't, I don't think Law and Order would sink that low.
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I've seen some I, episodes of SVU uh, that <laughs> beg to differ.
1: Give it another
0: 10 years. They're going to be running out of ideas.
2: So I'm going to derail this again. Susie, how, do you watch a lot of SVU?
1: Uh, yeah.
2: I watched a lot oh, of yeah. reruns back in the day. Um, and there was that one episode, uh, the special exercising episode. Do you know what I'm talking about? I need a little a sp-
1: more detail.
2: You know, there's the formula that they always have in every, every SVU episode where it's like, if there's an actor, you can recognize that they're the criminal nine times out of yes. 10. Yeah. And there's a special needs girl who's working at a grocery store.
1: Yes, and, I remember that episode. The second you said the special needs girl at the grocery store. Yes. And
2: she's ha- she does special exercising with her manager who's like a character actor. Yeah. I just that's the kind of level that they'll sink to for an episode. So of course they'd have, you know, frog ghoulie <laughs> assaulting a woman in a Wendy's parking lot or something.
1: <laughs> Aside from Marishka, I really loved Grizzle and Greedigut.
3: Oh, God, yeah. They were were great.
1: The ghoulies themselves, I feel like they they looked kind of like they belonged in Meet the Feebles. Yeah. If Meet the Feebles were in Fraggle Rock. The trash heap has spoken. (laughs) And the whole, like, I don't know, the movie just gives me this very, like, horror hammer vibe. Like, it doesn't, watching it, it doesn't, I don't think 80s, I think, like, Hammer movies
0: i mean i can see that because of the setting
1: yeah
2: yeah um empire pictures was always great with their sets yeah um i think mike correct me if i'm wrong didn't they film a lot of that stuff in like italy oh yeah like studio settings and they look awesome Uh, there's
0: all over like italy romania like a bunch of different stuff that uh between empire and and full moon and a lot of it was either places that Charlie band bought or people he knew owned.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he still on that castle? I don't know. Ooh. That's a good
0: question. I mean, he filmed a lot of movies in that castle.
2: I mean, like everything subspecies takes place at his castle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have and an autograph box set of that by Charlie band that I got at horror hound.
0: Say, i say, I do love subspecies one through three. After that, it kind of drops off, but it, Yeah. You know, I was very disappointed Ooh. because I really liked two and three.
1: Ooh, Toad Boy, he's like the good value. They they Jeffrey Combs needed a vacation. <laughs> so they they hired they hired the guy that played Toad Boy. He's definitely like the good value Jeffrey Combs without the lovely eyelashes. Because we what know how he... much I love his eyelashes.
2: What is it about Toad Boy that says like I wanna hook up with this guy?
1: Nothing. Eighties
0: <laughs> movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But speaking of Jeffrey Combs, little piece of the trivia, just jumping ahead, according to IMDb, so question it all you want. um, He auditioned for Jonathan Graves, but considering that it was a uh, Empire Pictures, I could see that happening because he worked a lot with them.
3: Mm.
0: So, but yeah, no, he uh, apparently, Peter,
1: uh, was it, Leopis (laughs) Won out, and I don't know why. Oh my God, he was so awful. That... When we get to the dinner scene, I got I got shit to say about his ensemble.
0: See now, I, much like much like you guys, like I I do enjoy this film because it's silly and fun. Um, but my God, it's not a good movie.
3: Not <laughs> like, at
0: all. It's it's really bad, and um, it it bothers me the way it's edited together because it it very much feels like okay, we're gonna film a bunch of shit in the basement today. And then we're just gonna keep going back to that scene over and over and over again. It's it's really weird. Like it's very disjointed feeling, and I it, it was bugging me while I was trying to watch it critically. If I just put it on in the background, it's like, yeah, hey, whatever, it is what it is. But paying attention to the story, the constant back and forth between now he's cleaning the house and now he's summoning demons, and now he's cleaning the house and now he's summoning demons. It's like do it once. You, you don't need to keep you, doing it. It's
1: you gotta take Sunday a break. For me.
4: <laughs> With a a terrible plastic staff that he had.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) The the Spencer special.
4: Oh, that's not even Spencer's. That's Dollar Tree.
1: (laughs) Dollar 25
4: tree. I'm pretty sure the actual trident
0: part was made out of cardboard and spray painted silver.
4: Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: It was really bad. But, yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies I did watch a lot as a kid much like many of the uh, Little Rubber Monster movies of the 80s and pretty much, you know, Charlie Band's entire catalog. But uh, I haven't watched it in a long time because much like Mike, part two and three are the, my go-to. Uh, if I watch a Ghoulies movie, it's usually part two. But uh, this is this is interesting. I, I haven't seen it in a while. so, And I did forget how little the Ghoulies are in it.
2: Yeah, It, it so. feels like Charlie Band was like, this needs rubber puppets. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know, what? There, there's a specific scene where Jonathan is reading in his little satanic cheat sheet book, um, and he's sitting on a chair, and there's just the, the rat ghoulie sitting next to him, just opening its mouth, going like, meh, 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 just making little that,
1: noises. Yeah, it reminded me of, like, Fraggle Rock. The trash heap has
3: spoken! Right.
0: But, you know, and you could... You could feel the guy just sitting behind that armchair with his hand up the ghoulie's butt, just puppeteering it. Like, is this good? Are we good? Can we end this scene yet?
2: Look, I don't. It's some that fantasy of having my own army of little slimy monsters. <laughs> I want that so bad. I hate this. I hate to. No, I. I. I Admit it to much worse, but like I just as watching this as like an idiot, I was just like, "Oh man, I want to read stories to a rat ghoulie." <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, before we get into it proper, which which ghoulie is your guy's favorite
2: ghoulie? Oh, frog ghoulie.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't even know their names. <laughs> I I tend to have a special spot for the rat ghoulie.
0: I I don't know what it is, but I I like that guy.
2: Uh, this one has more ghoulies than well. They change up a little part two, but this one has like the bear ghoulie that shows up like in two scenes. Mm -hmm. There's it's there's more ghoulies than people think. Um, Well,
0: there's the weird flying squirrel Ghouli that I completely forgot was a thing.
2: Yeah. Which it shows up again in part two. It's like a blink and you miss it. Yeah.
3: I was
2: like, wait, what? Before you guys get started. Yeah.
1: The water slash toilet Ghouli looks like a diseased penis.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so we stop making fun of me <laughs> jesus oh. what did i do to you <laughs>
3: um
2: oh, lord before you guys get started i got my betamax copy yesterday of better watch out like you oh, reminded nice. me how much i loved it
1: how much did and, you pay for that i saw jesus. it on ebay for like five thousand dollars
2: I mean I got one I got like a slipcover like an X rental uh it was over over 100 under 200 ah. But that's all I could find like I couldn't get any of those like the region 3s that everybody keeps finding so uh,
0: that's, uh, and that's why I said when we recorded like this is the the one time you will hear me get a movie through illicit means
2: because there was no other
0: way we were getting to watch that movie
2: Yep yeah, and I got I can't wait to watch it again I'm so excited <laughs>
0: Oh, the all the burning sequences.
2: Mm. <laughs> good old so twice,
0: good. twice baked dad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into the cast. Uh, a lot of nobodies, but um, Jonathan Graves, played by Peter Liepus. He was in Deathblow, A Cry for Justice, Ghoulies Four, and Wishmaster. Uh, then Rebecca, played by Lisa. It's funny you guys were calling her a bird. Her last name is Pelican.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is a pelican. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was in alfred hitchcock presents uh lionheart return to the blue lagoon and murder she wrote so we did get one um uh, malcolm graves played by michael debars he was in elf waxwork 2 lost in time which i will get the waxworks movies on here one one year even if i have to pick them for a birthday pick double uh, feature yeah right uh batman the animated series under siege seinfeld and dead like me then we have wolfgang played by jack nance he was in Eraserhead, Dune, Johnny Dangerously, Blue Velvet, The Blob, Twin Peaks, and Lost Highway. So he's in a lot of good stuff. Daddy
1: um, wants to
4: fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man,
0: I haven't watched Blue Velvet in so long.
2: But uh, I think that would qualify for Boogeyman's closet.
4: I, you know, actually, yeah, I,
0: I feel like it would fit.
2: But, I, mean, you I also Dennis think Hopper. Rockula would too. Oh, Rockula!
0: Rockula was actually on the list before. Um. That was, I wanna say it was either during the the musicals or when we did vampires. I can't remember which, but it was on there. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike is played by Scott Thompson, who we would know from Police Academy one one, three, and four. Uh he was one of the, the two like knuckleheads that followed around Lasard or not Lasard. Um oh my god, why can't I think of the the asshole the villain in those movies? Damn the it, villain? you got You guys know the the, the the asshole leading the police academy.
2: I'm thinking Lassard now too because you said it.
0: (laughs) Right, I can't think of his damn name. Um, But then he was also in Johnny Dangerously, Robocop, Twister, and True Blood. Um... Sookie.
1: Sookie, I just finished. I we just finished that series on Sunday.
0: I can't not say Sookie when I when I see or hear
3: True. I I know
1: all I'm going to say, and this show has been off the air for like eight nine years. I started out, and I'm sorry, Jessica. I don't we you and I have not talked extensively about this show, <laughs> but I started out like, oh, Sookie's Suki's a nice, you know, hometown girl. And then she got annoying. And then by the last two seasons, I'm like, you are a dumb, a real dumb bitch.
0: <laughs> See, I know nothing about it other than the name. Like like we I said. Also... <laughs>
1: No, I know. You've told me. Shane and I also had a conversation while watching it because there's like fairy sex with a human and then Mm -hmm. they have babies. He's like, if a fairy ever came up to me and I was like, really, even though we're married and he's like electricity in the finger, I was like, all right, well, if uh, Eric Northman ever, he's like, go ahead. I can't hold a candle to that fine specimen of a man.
3: (laughs) You know,
2: it's funny you mention that, Susie. I got in trouble. The exact same way <laughs> for uh True Blood, like the first season, Anna Paquin like takes her her clothes off and like frolics through a cemetery or something. Yeah. And I was at like a, a party with some of my wife's friends, and it was like all the husbands are on one side and all the the wives are on the other, and they just it casually came up like somebody was like, "You know, Anna Paquin took her clothes off," and I just was like, "Oh yeah," and I got like deep, deep shit because my wife was listening, and she was like, "Oh yeah, what?"
1: <laughs> we had a really good laugh about it though Like I did not get offended Yeah I mean we're the type of couple where if I don't tell him I hate him at least Well now we're down to like once every other day You know something's wrong
2: Oh okay. yeah, I think you gotta give your wife A pass for a scars guard Oh god yes You can't get mad
1: <laughs> I think for- that Joe Burrow looks like A scars guard too <laughs>
2: I mean, I would say it
1: depends
0: on the Skarsgård.
2: Um, <laughs> that's a good trap to, you know, lay for somebody like, I'll give you a pass for a Skarsgård.
1: <laughs> I was going to say it ends up being the dad. I was <laughs> no. going to say, because, you know. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård and the one that was on Vikings. Yeah, I, I don't like, know if anyone's
2: watched Vikings, but. I haven't
0: watched it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I, I feel like that's the Skarsgård most people would uh, would go for.
2: So is it just like a whole family of like tall, blonde, Nordic, big wienered people? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: In in the season finale of season six, you see uh you see Alexander's Skarsgard, if you get my drift. Boy. <laughs> but anyway, I totally derailed this. I'm sorry. Now back to the credits.
2: <laughs> Somebody's smuggling cucumbers. <laughs>
3: oh lord (laughs) (laughs) so how did we end
1: up
0: talking about viking dick in a ghoulies movie
1: (laughs) because scott thompson was in an episode of true blood
0: that was like a weird six degrees of kevin bacon there but anyway Ooh, alexander
1: (laughs) skarsgård bacon
0: (laughs) so we have mark aka toad boy played by ralph seymour uh, he was in Just Before Dawn, which is one of those movies I've tried to get on here a couple of times. It's one of those weird, uh, like, late 70s, I think, slasher movies, where it's kind of boring right up until the last 10 minutes of the movie. And then you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Very much like Sleepaway Camp, where it's like, okay, yeah, this is just a kind of a every other slasher movie ever made. And then you get that ending, and you're like, wait, what?
2: And you're scared or, for life. More like Deliverance. Yeah.
3: To be <laughs> yeah. honest.
0: Yeah, it does definitely have a deliverance feel to it. But that that ending sequence, you know, when I got to that, I was like, what the fuck? But he was also in Meatballs 2, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, The Relic, and ER. Uh, Donna, played by Mar- uh, Mariska Hargitay. Uh She was in Freddy's Nightmares, Seinfeld, ER, and Law and & Order. Dick, played by D- Keith Joe Dick. I love the fact that he's playing Dick and his last name is Dick. Um, Amazing Stories, Leonard Part 6, if you guys remember that Cosby movie. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Blades of Glory and Cop Out. Uh, then Eddie played by David Dayan. He was in Against All Odds and Just This. That's all the all he was in. Then Robin played by Shireen Catherine. Uh, she was in Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. So uh yeah, this is an interesting, interesting flick. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, the basic plot is a young man and his girlfriend move into an old mansion that he inherits, where he becomes possessed by the desire to control ancient demons, thanks to his satanic father. Uh, we we open with an extreme close-up of Ghoulies' mouths, and I have a comment in here. Rule 34, right out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> but we pan out to you reveal know, Mike.
2: I didn't think I'd be watching this again so soon, but uh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> It triggered something, didn't it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fetish unlocked.
0: 100 XP. (laughs) We pan out to reveal a satanic cult. They're offering up a baby to an excessively green-eyed leader. Like, I'm sorry, his eyes were excessively green.
2: That's just not okay.
1: It looked like he had cataracts, but they were like green
0: cataracts. It looked like someone poured glow stick juice in his eyeballs.
2: Yeah, stop mainlining (laughs) glow sticks. (laughs) That's what happens when you're around Charlie Band too much, is that (laughs) reanimator goop gets on everything, and your eyes start to glow green. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: So they they go to sacrifice this child, and a woman runs up saying, no, you promised, not our child. And I love it because he just points at her and goes, "Haw, the baby gonna die. He doesn't actually say it like that, but, you know, basically we're gonna kill the kid.
1: And it's so obvious that it's not a real child, because when she puts it back on the altar, she sets it down and its head is like off the side. (laughs) It's just wobbly.
2: (laughs) Like this, this whole recreation of your birth is awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, you know, having babies at Mount St. Mary's is an interesting thing. They have this whole cult leader. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So is this, does this tie into the void then?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But she she puts a magic demon zapping necklace around the baby, and green-eyed devil man can't touch her unless he gets zapped. He goes to touch the baby, and he's like, take it away! So the another satanic follower grabs the baby and runs out of the room, and then the, the leader tells the mother that she will take the child's place. The cultist runs out of the house and uh, tells the baby everything will be fine. Meanwhile, inside... You know, his his mama get bit by rat ghoulies and then her chest explodes. So it's like, well, we don't see it explode. We see a lump growing in her chest and then we hear it explode.
1: So we got that from Alien.
0: Yep. But I love how the one like the rat ghoulie covers its eyes like, oh, no, I can't watch. <laughs> like, he just puts his little his little paw over his eyes. But then we get the title card and opening credits, and this is the the first of many moments where I was like, Richard Band really wants to be Danny Elfman, because it really felt like it
2: felt like the opening credits to Beetlejuice. Well, when this came out, Danny Elfman was still in Oingo Boingo. He wasn't sure. doing scores.
0: Mm, I mean, there was what was that? Was it Forbidden Zone? What's the movie he did? Um, yeah,
2: Forbidden Zone, which is awesome. Yeah, but well, that he was also, Richard he, Elfman, his brother, but he was still rocking Oingo Boingo. Right.
4: Well, Richard Elfman did the the soundtrack for that. I thought Danny had some
2: some songs in that. Uh, well, yeah, it's the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Yeah, one of the few things where I have some sort of knowledge of music um, <laughs> because I love Forbidden Zone, of course I do. Right. Um, but as yeah, I was just thinking about that when I was watching it because I was like, yeah, it does sound Danny Elfman, but I think he's just he's good on a keyboard. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, like if you listen to some Oingo Boingo songs, though, like it, there's a lot of his. His Tim Burton soundtrack stuff, you can hear in a lot of Oingo Boingo songs. So, I don't know. I think it definitely uh, there was some similarities there.
2: Food for thought. Yep.
1: I want a keytar.
0: <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but it was just rare. like, I want a keytar. Like, I like cheese.
1: <laughs> I want a keytar. Because we were talking about uh, Oingo Boingo and the 80s, and in the 80s, a lot of bands used keytars.
0: This, this is true. It just... There, uh,
1: They They just
0: kind of faded out. It it was used a lot in Gem and the Holograms. Mm -hmm. uh, So we get some narration right after the credits, which is Wolfgang. We'll find that out later. But uh, the narrator says, The child had been saved, or so it seemed. And I vowed that he would never know the evil from whence he was spawned. And when his father finally died a horrible death, I felt sure the curse had passed forever. It's like, wow, that's very dramatic. We cut in on Rebecca and Jonathan Graves wandering the massive estate that Jonathan inherited, discussing whether or not they should sell it or live there. Eventually, they come upon a spooky, uh, spooky tiny grave with a pentagram on it. Jonathan gets closer to investigate when suddenly Wolfgang pops up behind Rebecca and scares her with his awkward, staring, twitchy face.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like how
1: he just stares at her with his one eye twitching. It's almost like he should like a Popeye look, like Robin right. Williams' is Popeye.
0: It it honestly reminded me of Bluto. The, the scene in the movie <gasps> where Bluto stares at Popeye and he got that one eye kind of twitching. Yeah. It was
2: totally the Bluto look. Am I the only one with fantasies of inheriting a demonic estate complete <laughs> with creepy butler?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to inherit a non-demonic
1: estate. I thought you were going to say that you have fantasies about Bluto. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> like olive oil? I'm sorry. Have you guys watched that movie as an adult?
2: Yeah. I never I, I hated it as a kid. I haven't oh, watched it since.
0: It's such he a fun movie. He needs me, 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 he needs me. 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 What about uh, because uh, he's large? Yes. <laughs> so large. Like, gee, I wonder what they're talking about. But um. So apparently olive oil's a size queen, just in case you didn't know. But uh, <laughs> so jonathan introduces rebecca to wolfgang and he says nothing jonathan and rebecca go inside and he explains that wolfgang is the only family he's never he's ever known and apparently he's mute inside the library rebecca looks at all the books covering magic and the occult she goes to take one and we get a mouse jump scare did you notice how the mouse sounded like a squeaky shopping cart (laughs) wheel (laughs) yes the foley work was great
2: It's those band boys and their keyboards. They just had the mouse sound key and the squeak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they split up to clean the place. Jonathan goes downstairs and stumbles upon a ritual room uh, from the beginning of the movie, you know, five minutes ago, in case you guys forgot. (laughs) Jonathan pokes around and discovers his dad's old cultist robes and his demonic cheat sheet. I also love how the box that it was kept in was like all decayed and cobwebbed and like water damage and he opens it up and everything
2: inside is pristine and looks like it just came out of a bag Like, it's like wait i like, I've always wanted to find that kind of stuff not my dad's old sex toys you know <laughs> I think satanic a satanic bible will be more fun instead of is, like a, a crusty old dildo
4: His satanic robe
1: <laughs> his, um, his, his sex toy to robe his, Johnny. His,
2: the
4: green goo from
2: his eyes <laughs> his goopy contacts
0: <laughs> so later rebecca mentions to jonathan that she wants to have a party and he goes here and she goes sure why not it's not like anyone can wreck the place or anything smash cut to two dorks on a three-wheeler smashing a bottle of booze on one of the statues in the garden <laughs> this is mike and eddie they stumble it
2: <laughs> these <two. laughs>
0: Oh god he was butthead. <laughs> the ambiguously gay duo yeah, they, <laughs> they stumble into the party where we meet Dick and Mark. Dick is bragging about the quote-unquote quim he got last night. That's something I haven't heard in a long time. So when you use the phrase quim, I'm like, wow, that's some 80s shit right there. And Mark starts talking in a weird toad boy voice, complaining that he needs sweet meats for his tummy.
2: I was like, What? Yeah, like where do they where do they meet these fucking people? <laughs> like, also, what is the point of that? Because it's
0: like two scenes where he does the Toad Boy voice, and then it's just dropped for the rest of the movie. He does it at yeah. the end when he's trying to get in Mariska Hargitay's pants. Right, but it's just that scene and this scene, and the rest of the film, he's not Toad Boy. It's I, like, yeah. what is the point of it? But and then you know, Dick is like, stop it with that Toad Boy voice, and he's like,
4: you don't love me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs>
2: Damn it, I could have done this whole podcast as Toad Boy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I missed my chance.
0: We now get the obligatory 80s party montage. Dick trying to put the moves on anyone with a vagina, ladies gossiping about their dates, and breakdancing in a circle.
2: That, all right, this is my, the I almost killed somebody. Is it Eddie <laughs> or is it Mike?
0: That's doing the breakdancing?
2: Whatever, the one that never takes his sunglasses off. He just that's jumps my, up like, out of nowhere and he's like, breakdance! He can't break dance. No, he looks
0: like he's having a seizure.
2: But everybody, like he does the three stooges run in a circle like the Zoidberg on the floor.
3: <laughs> and
2: everybody cheers him on because they don't know what to do. But I love that all the drugs fall out of his pocket. Yes!
0: When he does, <laughs> he tries to do a handstand like
1: twice and everything. And then he collapses. He's like, I think I hurt my head. And Eddie's like, oh, I thought you were really injured this time. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, no,
4: he, he's just dumb. Yeah.
0: But after everyone clears out, we're left with Jonathan, Rebecca, Mike, Eddie, Dick, Mark, Robin, and Donna, all trying to decide what to do. They That's suggest- a mouthful. <laughs> right? That's what she said. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that about anyone in this movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they suggest hide and seek, and they're like, yeah. And they go, Trivial Pursuit, and they're like, yeah. Yeah. They go strip poker and only the guys are like yeah <laughs> I love how, how Dick is just holding on to one condom and looking at the group like who's gonna get Dick's dick tonight like he's just he's like holding it up like eeny meeny
3: miny mo it's creepy. Like,
2: that's how you you have the sex <laughs> hold it up <laughs> and somebody sees it and they go oh yeah he,
0: he has a condom
2: I guess we can do the sexes now
0: Oh, my God. But Jonathan looks down at his dad's demon notebook and decides, hey, let's do a ritual for plot reasons. <laughs> so down in the ritual room they go and to, to do some spooky magic and summon demons.
2: I, I haven't been to a ton of parties. Like, I, I'm not the coolest guy in the world. Shocker. <laughs> uh, is that something that happens in parties? I have no. never
0: been to a, a demon summoning party, no.
2: You know, like, you're dancing, you're doing the break dancing, you know tiffany's on whatever you guys are dancing to and then somebody's like hey let's summon satan is that just something
0: <laughs> i i have been to uh parties where people do stupid shit like dive into bushes um strasberg can tell you more about that one but
4: uh I, I don't think i've ever even been to a party with like an ouija board or anything no no same. So, yeah no never been to a satanic party
2: i mean I, i've never been to a party with people <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think one of my my favorite uh, parties back when, when Josh first moved to uh, Chilai in Rochester, um, there was one in particular where me and uh, our friend Sean got very drunk and decided we were going to go look for Narnia. So we walked around checking all the closets until Josh asked, what are you doing? And we're like, looking for Narnia. Narnia has hangers. And then we walked away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a story about... Cap- Eating
0: a piece of cat poop. No, no, no. We were daring Sean to eat cat poop. And, and he,
1: he was p- like, oh no, there's litter on it. Yes.
0: <laughs> 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 we did get him to eat a piece of cat food though, and then he spit it back out. But
1: uh, that <laughs> oh, was to be young.
0: Young and drinking far too much. But uh so yeah, they they try to summon spooky demons and nothing happens. Uh, Jonathan is annoyed, the rest of the group thinks that it's silly. Uh, they then notice Robin has gone missing, so they decide to go look for her. Jonathan tells him not to leave. He has to dismiss the spirits first. And then they wave it off, like, yeah, yeah, okay, Jonathan. He's just like, okay, and walks away. It's like, wait, you just were, like, very adamant about if you don't dismiss the spirits, something bad's gonna happen. They go, I don't like it. and You go, yeah, okay, and walk away. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> but... We cut to Wolfgang in his little room filled with Christian imagery and scripture. He jolts awake looking scared. Cut back to the basement ritual room and we see one of the rat ghoulies appear in the circle. Dun, dun, dun. So cut to Mike and Eddie looking for Robin in a random room with a creepy fucking clown doll sitting in the rocking chair in the corner.
1: Oh my God. That's not going
0: to be coming back later at all. (laughs) No lie, this scene as a kid scared the shit out of me. And this is one of those examples of when I saw it watching it for the show, I immediately got that rush of fear and tension. Cause I was like, oh shit, this is the part that creeped me out. Isn't it? (laughs) Like it, it, it freaked me out again this time.
4: Cause they, they this scene or later on when it actually starts to move.
0: No, that scene I I thought was dumb. This scene in particular, (laughs) because it's like, they laugh it off and they check the closet. And then the clown suddenly falls out of the closet on top of them. You know, they jump, they laugh it off. And Eddie looks back in the corner and we just see the rocking chair rocking back and forth and the clown doll is gone. And he's like, um, wasn't that just over there? And then Mike drops the clown and he's like, uh, we got to go. <laughs> they just walk out of the room.
1: Not before he beats it, though. Oh, he was beat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was he was punching the
0: clown and smacking it around before he realized, oh, shit, it's the same one from the chair. But that scene, I don't know. that That is genuinely creepy to me. Yeah. But uh, we cut to see Robin out in the graveyard. Jonathan and Dick come running over and ask if she's OK. She almost looks like she's in a trance staring at the grave. And then she's like, oh, I'm fine. And Dick is like, you know, it'll fix that up or fix you up right away. My
2: Dick <laughs> <laughs> he just takes the kind out and stares at her until she gets the hint.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. It's like the episode of Scooby Doo. Watch the pretty coin of gold. Watch the little <laughs> condom in the wrapper. And you will do as you are told.
2: Unless you were gonna say that episode of Scoopy Two with the dick in it. <laughs> I <was>
0: like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he's just it's the, the, the way they're like they were so worried about her. And then once Dick finds her, he's like, hey baby. <laughs> like it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Come to butthead. <laughs> you, you wanna do it? <laughs> <laughs> And apparently that works because later she does. But this is where act one ends. So what
4: are you guys thinking at this point? Oh, it's almost over.
2: (laughs) I'm thinking that everything I know about picking up women, I learned from ghoulies. (laughs) How did you get married? I don't know. (laughs) I still haven't figured that out. (laughs) I'm gonna go with my scar scarred side's giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who you were talking about smuggling cucumbers. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean this movie is absolutely ridiculous and barely feels like it qualifies as a movie so far, but I still love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's more like a like a very special episode because it's not even an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like a an extended extended episode of roseanne or something and at least four
0: minutes of the of the runtime is credits so yeah (laughs) yeah but so act two opens up we uh we have jonathan and rebecca apparently eating breakfast now i thought it was dinner because they have wine and salad they drank a lot of wine right but they literally had a salad and, and like some kind of like it looked like a plate of dinner food but we find out it's morning because like he goes on to explain about how he wants to take a break from school and work on the house.
4: Okay. I have a question. Oh, good. All right. These two are both in school, right? Yeah. They're supposed to be in college. Yeah. They both look like they're 35. (laughs) It it, it was,
0: it was the eighties. Everyone that was college age looked like they were 50.
4: (laughs) They're adult learners. Reese.
3: Come on.
0: (laughs) You're telling me they're not teenagers. Well, remember in the eighties, you went to high school until you were 38 and then you went to college until you were 72. And then you retired. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the old
4: the old Luke Perry. Exactly. Oh Smile. no. Andrea. Oh, Andrea God.
1: was like 80 when she was on that show. So
4: was he.
0: Yeah, he was pretty old. He was wasn't he in his 30s playing a yeah.
1: schooler? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan tells her he's taking a break from school and he wants to work on the house. Yeah, you know, she's not too happy about it, but he tells her that he want, he can't work on the house and go to school full time. And he wants to make the house a home for the both of them. So he's going to take a break from school for now and fix everything up. She finally agrees and then heads off to school. This is where we see that they, it was the morning. So they were clearly eating breakfast. I was like, wait a second. It's it's daytime. OK, whatever. Now we get the requisite uh, 80s montage of cleaning a house. This is in a ton of movies. Throwing stuff down the stairs. Yep. Aggressively sweeping, dusting. Dusting the goat the head. It reminded me of the uh, scene in Revenge of the Nerds where they're fixing up the house. Yes. <laughs> it was just lacking a robot. That's all
2: it needed. I don't know. When I was watching, I was like, man, that that that's a real fixer-upper kind of place. I'd like to live there, complete with rats and ghoulies. <laughs>
0: But eventually Jonathan heads downstairs and we get more Wolfgang narration. He tells us that the evil one was just using Jonathan's curiosity to will him forward. And all Wolfgang could do was wait in in fear as the events unfolded. And now we get a montage of Jonathan in the basement, checking out his dad's spooky magic robe, painting a new ritual circle on the floor, and finally forging a medallion in the fire. Dun, dun, dun. I like how he forges it, too. Like, he's literally just holding it with tongs, and then touches the scorching hot metal with, like, a pocket knife. And I'm like, that's not how that's done.
1: And then five seconds later, ta-da!
0: Yeah, it's like this beautiful medallion. It's like, wait a second, you didn't make that. You bought that at Spencer's. (laughs) But later that day, Rebecca returns home, and Jonathan basically finished the house through the power of 80s montage magic. Like, Mm -hmm. how how did he finish cleaning the whole house in an afternoon and have time to make jewelry?
2: (laughs) Satan.
4: (laughs) Oh my god. Like, it it bugged the shit out of me. Gristle and Grable helped him.
0: (laughs) Gristle and (laughs) Grable? I I want that to be their new names. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Ooh, but he gives her the medallion, telling her that it's a powerful talisman and it will protect her. For uh, it will protect her, and he makes her promise to never take it off. That night, Jonathan is standing in the dark by the spooky grave, shivering. Rebecca comes running out to him to tell him dinner's ready, but he tells her he's not eating. She tells him that he looks like shit, and he goes, "I'm fasting." <laughs>
2: She I love gets, you too, babe. <laughs>
0: right, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> she gets annoyed and tells him to do whatever he wants and walks away. Cut to Jonathan and his dad's cult robes while wielding a fucking trident and standing <laughs> by the by the oh, fountain in a garden. Is that what we're called it? Yeah, it's it's totally a trident. That's <laughs> the th- the three prong staff. So he's standing in the in the oh uh, standing in the garden by the fountain. Telling some statue what for and summoning water demons. (laughs) The water bubbles and fogs, and Jonathan gets a a flash of excessively green eyes. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, his daddy's taking over. And then we get the infamous toilet ghoulie popping up out of the water.
2: I mean, the diseased penis. Man, (laughs) every time I take a shit, I have to try, and it never works.
0: (laughs) You're hoping he's going to jump up and bite your bum?
2: Yeah, I just, you know, I need a friend. <laughs> Teresa is doesn't want pets in the house because she doesn't want hair in the furniture. Frog Ghoulie is a perfect compromise. True, he's just
0: hypoallergenic saying.
2: too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, so he pops up out of the water. The rat Ghoulie pops up out of the dirt. The cat Ghoulie is just chilling in a tree going, meow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, okay, what is the other Ghoulie that's like stuck in the spider webs? Is it the flying squirrel?
2: Is it a bear?
0: Is it a bunny? Like, what the fuck is
2: it? it? There's like a furry one that yeah. pops up in another scene. I think that's the one.
0: It looks like mini Grizzlor.
2: It does. <laughs> it's really weird.
0: But Jonathan welcomes them into the world and tells them that he's their master, that they can roam the grounds, but are to remain hidden to anyone except him and must be obedient at all times. The next day, Jonathan does some more spooky magic in the basement. And makes an inside storm. I was like, he didn't
2: even need burritos to do that. I love this part because his girlfriend walks in on him and he goes, you're home early.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. So it's fucking raining in the basement. Lightning is is striking his little trident. And then she walks in and is like, the fuck you doing? (laughs) And he's like, you're home early. Rebecca, I can explain and she's like no 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 if you want to be with your demons i'll leave and leave.
1: <laughs> she storms off and she like leaps up the stairs
0: but here's my thing is like she was more angry that he was like not spending time with her or spending time working on the house that he's doing some weird shit in the basement she doesn't question why is it raining in the basement not one time <laughs> yeah it's it's like
2: she caught him masturbating or something and she's right. just like <laughs> How
3: dare (laughs) you're
2: home early? (laughs) Whoops.
1: Also, what is this movie chock full of? It's it's not unsensible footwear. It's not. It's not the lack of screens on the windows. Fire hazard. Fire hazard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I was thinking it's chock full of rubber puppets too. (laughs) (laughs) Bad rubber puppets at that. But I love when he follows her up to the kitchen like, I can explain. He touches her arm and she swings around holding up a pot like she's going to clock at one.
1: And <laughs> then she like, she's so like angrily like cracks the eggs. Honey, do you know how much that's worth these days? One Walmart. egg?
2: Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but $6 for a dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. At
0: Walmart. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. But uh, side note. Okay, we, we gotta exp- we got to talk about what she's doing here. So she's cracking eggs into a pan that's just, like, sitting on the counter and throwing the shells into her sink, which, okay, maybe you got a garbage disposal. I highly doubt it, but maybe. But that sink is filled with dishes, so you're just throwing eggshells all over dirty dishes. That alone, like, freaked me out. Then she starts scrambling them right in the pan with the fork, like, just scratching the shit out of that Teflon-coated
1: pan. Like, ah,
0: stop (laughs) it! You're just ruining
1: everything! (laughs) And then she throws the fork... And I swear to God, I was like, oh, my God, please let some egg go in her hair.
2: (laughs) I I thought she was making (laughs) gravel.
1: What's gravel?
2: That dish that Maurice just invented. (laughs) (laughs) Grizzle and gravel. She was making gravel. (laughs) Do you like your gravel over easy or scrambled?
4: I like mine without shell shell in it. (laughs)
2: Do you yeah, with like bits of Teflon and your eggs, because that's how she makes it.
4: <laughs> I think I'd rather have the Teflon than the eggshells. Right. <laughs> oh my god.
0: So he tries to explain that he thinks all this occult stuff has something to do with his parents, and he's just trying to feel connected with them or with them. She tells him that the man she saw in the basement wasn't the man she knows and loves, and it scared her. And again, says nothing about the fact that it was raining in their basement.
1: Right.
0: He promises to stop. They kiss and make up. That night, Jonathan tries to have sex with Rebecca as part of a ritual. He lights okay. a candle and they start. Or lights a candle and they start getting down.
2: This is another part I crack myself up where she <laughs> walks into the bedroom and she's like, "Hey," for whatever <laughs> reason, under my breath, I I had her in my voice going, "Did somebody order ribs?" <laughs> <laughs> Because she's so gross and skinny. <laughs> like, that's what popped into my head. And I couldn't stop laughing. Ribs with a side of pelvis.
0: But I love she hops in bed and starts like, you know, getting down with him. And Rat Ghoulie just hops up on the bed to watch for a second. <laughs> before, before hiding under the bed where there's a glowing magic circle. Hey, if you've got cats, you know what it's
2: like.
1: Um. Oh, no, you kick them out of the room. So, I used to work with somebody this was years and years and years ago who had a she was like three years old at the time her daughter no, mm-hmm. she was younger than that. she was maybe like one and a half two and uh they would her and her now ex husband would have sex on the bed while the baby was on the bed no. and oh, hell I was like, no. I was no. like, that's gross, and she's like, well, the baby's not doesn't know what's going on.
3: The yeah, baby's not gonna
1: remember. I'm no. like that is." That is ratchet. Yeah. Ratchet no. wasn't even a word back then, but
2: yeah, that was so gross. Don't do nope. that shit.
0: That's not okay. No, I'm not even okay with letting the letting the pets in the room. That no no no. You you, you get them out and you close that door.
2: That's oh just... man. I, I put on a show, you bring the fish in.
3: <laughs> Let everybody watch. <laughs> oh no, because <laughs>
0: And, and this is this is the thing. If you have cats, you don't want to risk it because you know if anything's swinging, they're
2: gonna start batting at it.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> You're be like oh, what's
2: that smack? I, I'm picturing cat cat like meow. <laughs> Little rubber slimy puppet hand swatting at your nutsack.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't want that. But <laughs> says you. <laughs>
0: But Jonathan starts mumbling in Latin while he's humping on her. Rebecca gets pissed and pushes him off. She sees the circle under the bed and is just like, fuck you, I'm out. I love how she just puts a jean jacket on over her nightie. And she's like, this is all the clothes I need. It just storms off into the night.
1: But she's wearing high heels. She's probably got those like little <laughs> foofy, like feathery, like one strap, no back, little high heel slippers. Right. That fancy broads <laughs> used
0: to wear in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we smash cut to the basement and more spooky magic. This time, Jonathan summons two little people. This is Grizzle and Greedy Gut, or Grizzle and Gravel. <laughs> <laughs> they they <sighs> pledge their loyalty to him and ask what he wants. He tells them knowledge and power. They tell him they can provide both. Greedy Gut asks if he also wants Rebecca, and he tells her he tells her yes. They explain that they must perform a ritual at the full moon, and it will require seven others beside himself. Grizz- oh, why wouldn't you want this?
2: <laughs> Your own army of rubber puppets and two little people <laughs> that'll help you get chicks. <laughs> Grizzle tries
0: to warn Jonathan that the ritual is dangerous, something that Greedy Gut isn't too keen on. Uh, and she kind of, like, smacks Grizzle, like, shut up. And uh, basically, you know, Jonathan, he ignores that and is like, I want, I need to know more. I need power and knowledge. She goes on to tell Jonathan that it's the only way to achieve what he wants. So even though the ritual is dangerous, he must do it. So cut to Jonathan reading to a rat ghoulie. <laughs> like, this is the scene I was talking about where he's just, like, reading with his sunglasses on. <laughs> the rat ghoulie's like, meh, 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 <laughs> like, making little noises. <laughs>
2: I just picture him like, I will not eat green eggs and ham. (laughs) Sam, Sam, I am. (laughs) Raccoon like, meh,
3: meh, again.
0: More. But I love it. There's a knock at the door. (laughs) Jonathan walks over with his sunglasses. And in my head, all I can hear is, I wear my
1: sunglasses at night. I just start.
2: (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: That's what Shane said, too. (laughs) As he was watching some DC cartoon on the computer. So I got to watch this on the big TV. Woo! Hey, so you got <laughs> to see all the cracks in the puppets. Yep.
0: <laughs> but he goes to answer the door and it's Rebecca. She tells him that she loves him and she wants him to run away with her far away from the house. <laughs> he tells her no, never. And removes his sunglasses to reveal his excessively green eyes. Rebecca freaks out and he tells her it's a sign of power. She rips off her medallion and tells him it's over, that she's leaving him. She walks out, she goes to walk out, passes Grizzle and Greedy Gut, who she doesn't even see, like there's just two little people standing in the hallway. <laughs> she just walks right past them. Because once again, people in 80s movies do not have any peripheral vision whatsoever. They then use their magic and uh, basically make her stop. So, you know, she get little spooky mind powers. And then in a flat, monotone voice, she apologizes to Jonathan and tells him she loves him. Jonathan
2: smiles. This is where Act 2 ends. What do you guys think of <laughs> it?
4: This, this is some wacky shit.
2: I want little people as minions.
0: <laughs> oh, my, And they, they were definitely like, they had like, they were Vern Troyer-sized little people. Like well, they, were, okay. they were very little people.
2: I want little people as minions. I don't want goth leprechauns. <laughs> okay. You keep those fuckers off of my Facebook feed. They're scary. That joke will pay off later. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> well,
0: uh, the funny thing is, I, I did tell her about it as you saw because she commented on your.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that she put a thing on my Facebook and I was like, either she got the joke or I'm in deep shit. <laughs> Let's see yeah. what it is.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, do you guys think we had enough basement ritual scenes? Are you ready nope. for
1: several more? Because I know I am. There, It has not fulfilled the quota.
0: Half of this movie takes place in that ritual room. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you have this giant house, but everything is filmed down there.
4: Yeah, and it got, keeps on like, going back and forth. They do one scene, and then they're back to him jerking off in the basement.
2: He's exactly! Got a basement with... A wrought iron gate going into a dungeon that he never explores. Yep. <laughs> like, just, and at once is he like, What's back there? He, he, he's just like, I'm going to stand in front of it. <laughs> he's like, eh, I don't want to know what's back
0: there. It's probably more <laughs> But Act Three opens with more narration. He goes, The evil one had him now. The things that would be unleashed that night were to be horrific, and I was powerless to stop it. Cut to a dinner party at Jonathan's house with Rebecca.
1: Uh, (laughs) He looks like fucking Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) he does. He's the good value Tom Cruise in this scene. But this is, we have the the whole
0: crew. So we got Eddie, Mark, Dick, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie, Mike, Dick, Mark, Robin, and Donna. And uh, they all have sunglasses on for plot reasons because it's a fun dress up party. So Jonathan can hide his excessively green eyes. Now... (laughs) something happens here that I complain about all the time and just complained about the fucking peripheral vision. How come no one can see the ghoulies popping out of the food right in front of them? Because they were added after the fact. Well, right. But, but <laughs> doesn't
1: he say though, that you'll only be visible to me?
0: No, he says you must st- stay hidden from everyone, but me like okay. it, it, it's because it, the people can see him. They just, he's like, you know, stay high, like hide, you know, stay out of sight. Yeah. But, but no, like he's, like, the one rat ghoulie is, like, in the roast. Like, frog ghoulie is in the soup. And, like, they, they make the little comment where Dick is like, I can barely see what I'm eating. Why are we wearing these sunglasses? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, because you can barely see out of the sunglasses, you don't notice the giant, you know, frog monster in the soup right in front of you. <laughs> also,
2: it's the ghoulies. They do shenanigans like that.
0: <laughs> it's just a, well, and you know, even worse, it's like, okay, let's pretend that you're wearing... Sunglasses that you literally can't see out of. They're all making noise too. Like rat ghoulies over there going,
3: meh, meh, meh,
1: meh. It's like <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Dick thought that it was a queef. <laughs> He's like, somebody's ready
2: for my dick. So <laughs> Mike, uh, next time I come in with some money, so like when I get my tax return this year and I buy the rights to Ghoulies.
3: <laughs>
2: you're gonna voice rat ghoulie. <laughs> Yes, Meh
4: meh meh Kim, if you do buy the franchise, can we change the names to Grizzle and Gravel?
2: Oh, they're coming back.
4: <laughs> Gri- Grizzle and
0: his cousin Gravel. I thought they were lovers. <laughs> Secret
3: lovers.
0: Oh no, he 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 was getting it on with Greedy Gup, but his cousin is Gravel. Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> they're the ones from Part Four.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Jonathan toasts to his friends and then chants in Latin as they drink and then yells and suddenly the table and everything is teleported away, revealing a giant magic circle on the ground. Like, uh, OK, that was fucking random. Everyone is frozen in place. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca and the little people bring the clothes to the guests and wrap them in robes. Jonathan gets gussied up in his best devil gear and starts his spooky magic ritual. <laughs> He starts chanting. The group repeats it out in the garden. We see the gravestone rise up and then we get this great zombie puppet bust out of the ground.
2: Like, I will say that the zombie puppet looked fucking awesome. This scene's great because everybody starts screaming. The ghoulies, the zombie puppet, the guests. Like, if there's no reason behind it, they're all just like, (laughs) ah, back in the
0: garden, we see zombie Malcolm rising from his grave. They finish chanting and then, bam! Everything returns to normal around the dinner table. Jonathan tells them that he and Rebecca are going to bed early, and they're free to spend the night. The house is theirs. I like how Mike whips his sunglasses off to reveal more sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> he's like got sunglasses on under his sunglasses. But Zombie Malcolm walks the grounds, and I like that that weird hand thing he was doing. Like he he reminded me of Ozzy Osbourne, like coming out, you know, on stage.
3: Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: he goes and he finds some of the ghoulies and tells them that their true master has returned and tonight they will do his bidding now we see what the guests are all up to robin and dick are in the bedroom and robin trying to get some of dick's dick mark and donna are out in the garden looking around and mike and eddie are getting drunk and high you know because they need to before they fuck And getting Uh, as
2: uh, close uh, as humanly possible uh, to each other. (laughs) Wait, what was
0: that? (laughs) I missed
2: that. What'd you say, Mike? Oh, they're constantly like an inch apart, like from each other's faces.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, they're definitely going to (laughs) kiss. Every time the camera cuts away, they were kissing. Yeah. But Mark and Donna sit down by the fountain in the garden. He tickles her and ends up, or she ends up dropping her bracelet in the fountain. He reaches in to get it, and instead he gets a fistful of goo. Why am I covered with goo? <laughs> Suddenly, the, the little frog gremlin gooly or oh, gremlin? Yeah, sorry. The little frog gooly pops out and grabs his face. Like, it just latches on, and I love it, because he starts swinging around, and it's clearly he just has, like, a piece of rubber attached to him.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's freaking out, and then, of course, the other one jumps out and grabs Donna, so they get killed. Mike and Eddie hear the screaming and think Donna's a screamer. Like, I, I love that because they're like, they-, they mistake her screams of terror for screams of passion because, you know, they've never been laid. Right. Back in the bedroom with Robin and Dick, we see old Dickie boy is all done and dehydrated, so he goes to get some water and tells her, I'll be back. Uh, you know, he's going to die. You can't say that in a horror movie. He leaves and we see the creepy fucking clown doll on a chair uh, over in the corner, lo- like lift its head up and look at her. Again, that fucking doll creeped me out as a kid. Once it starts, you know, actually moving around, it's, it's more cheesy than anything. But Malcolm then blows open the glass doors downstairs and screams for reasons. Like, <laughs> it was those little, those chintzy little, like, glass, uh, you know, glass patio doors. He could have just opened them. <laughs> he just, he screams, they shatter and blow open and then close behind him. It's like, why? It seemed like a waste of your magic. Um, so he hears someone coming and, and turns himself into a big titty blonde lady. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Damn titties!
0: Dick comes downstairs, and Lady Malcolm starts putting the moves on him. And even though Dick has never seen this mysterious woman who just showed up at his friend's house in the middle of the night, he decides he's a lucky son of a bitch and makes out with her. I was like, because he's like, oh, Dickie boy, you are one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you're not worried about this mysterious woman who just blew open the doors in your friend's house like alright so they're making out Dick pulls back and Lady Malcolm spits a giant tongue at him and wraps around his throat then you know that turns back into regular Malcolm and he's just like tongue choking
2: Dick which <laughs>
0: did you oh, that rolls did you... The tongue. I totally did not mean that and it's fantastic. Oh.
1: oh my god, that should be our new our new phrase. Tongue, tongue catching. Choking. Tongue, tongue choking, choking dick. dick.
0: <laughs> and it was like the tongue was like squeezing into his throat so he just started like bleeding out of his neck. It's like all right. But back back to Eddie and Mike. Mike
4: needs Yeah, he's he's got the sharp tongue apparently. <laughs>
0: But back to Eddie and Mike, Mike needs matches for his joint and tells Eddie I'll be back and off he goes to, to, you know, his doom. Jonathan breaks the spell on Rebecca by putting the medallion back on her and he apologizes for for doing things the way he did, but tells her it's the only way she passes out and goes back and he goes back to his spooky magic mode. Cut to Mike looking for matches. He hears grumbling and looks around to see a little person run by the door. (laughs) He pokes his head out of the room and gets hit with a giant bat and knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sorry, this scene is so Three Stooges. <laughs> he just pokes his head out the door like, mm, and then gets him clobbered. Oh, I loved it. So Grizzle and Grabble <laughs> drag him out to the garden. <laughs> they steal his coat and grab a ghoulie. Now, this cracked me up because they just drag him out to the garden arguing. They take his coat off, and then Grizzle's like, oh, I hate these little things. <laughs> they just... Grab a rat ghoulie with a coat. <laughs> so this we get a little backstory here where, where Grizzle tells uh or Greedy Gut is telling Grizzle that Malcolm is and always will be their master. Grizzle doesn't want to serve him, but Greedy Gut tells him to be quiet or he'll burn them both. He's was like, gee, I wonder if this is gonna come into play. Cut to Eddie going off to look for Mike, he sees what he thinks is Mike smoking a joint and goes up to him like, hey man, don't bogart the weed. Mike turns around to reveal it's actually two little people in a trench coat with a ghoulie. I
4: hate when that they pull, happens. That's so Scooby-Doo. They pull the Scooby-Doo.
0: I love it, though, because they turn around and Grizzle's just like, blah, and throws the ghoulie at him.
2: Reminds me of my first blind date.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So the rat ghoulie eats his face. So bye-bye, Eddie back to robin in bed she wakes up to ghoulies in bed with her screams and then calmly walks to the door i i, I love this like she sees the rat ghoulie in bed and she's like ah then jumps up and she's like okay and just kind of walks to the door i've had worse <laughs> yeah well she just she slept with dick so she definitely had worse <laughs> um, <laughs> but she opens the door and then bam there's the clown standing in the hallway and then he slowly like walks over to her and then starts fucking choke slamming her against the wall. Like it's so calm and collected. Like she backs up as the clown just walks toward her with hands outstretched. And as soon as she slides down the wall, he grabs her by the neck and just starts fucking throttling her. <laughs> and then for no reason, he starts transforming into like a ripoff of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, why? Yeah, that...
2: It's sort of a bigger ghoulie
0: why didn't she run it? The the transformation sequence took like a good minute. Like it was like the howling all over again. Like I'm pretty sure that transformation is still happening.
2: Because it looked cool.
0: (laughs) It was just (laughs) random. It honestly didn't look that cool either. I think the clown looked cooler, but you know, so weird creature ripoff kills her back in the basement. Malcolm is calling out to the ghoulies and to the corpses. Telling them to come to him, we now get a montage of ghoulies and corpses around the house. We get a ghoulie playing a piano, the infamous ghoulie in the toilet scene, and corpses doing the inchworm toward the basement. <laughs> it's,
1: it's
3: come to me, monsters. my
1: children.
2: That's totally how that guy got the job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I was, I was crying, laughing. I had to pause it because we just we see, forget Robin, like. Crawl out from under the bed. She died by the wall, but now she's under the bed for some reason. We see Dick just laying there with his arms behind his back. Just inchworming on his face. Just like, murr, murr, sliding toward. And then freaking, um, oh God, was it Donna? One of them almost falls down the stairs. Like they're inching toward the stairs and it looks like they were about to fall. It was ridiculous. But back in uh, back to Rebecca in the bedroom. She wakes up and sees Jonathan in a trance. She bolts out of the room and sees Robin's cor- corpse inchworming her way to the basement and <laughs> screams like a fucking air raid siren. <laughs> like, what the hell was up with that scream? It was sort of like, like, it was like, that's not a scream. <laughs> but Jonathan snaps out of it and runs to find her. Her medallion starts to glow. She tears it off and throws it. Just then, some, ju- some ghoulies jump out and scare her. Jonathan runs and she says, why, Jonathan, why? Before falling down the stairs and breaking her neck in the most ridiculous fucking fall. <laughs> Jonathan, it really was. It's so, because like she's inching closer and closer to the edge. We get the weird flying squirrel gremlin like, wee! And she's like, oh no! And just falls down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> oh, Sorry, when God. you went, wee! <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Oh, Jonathan freaks out and brings her corpse to the basement, where he finds his dead friends in robes around a magic circle. Jonathan looks around, confused as to what the hell is happening, and then out comes Zombie Dad with his villain speech. He tells he tells Jonathan that he needed him to resurrect him, you know, in case you weren't paying attention and couldn't follow up to that point. Jonathan was supposed to be sacrificed 25 years ago, so that man is supposed to be playing a
4: 25-year-old, just in
3: case. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Well, uh, see, this, the movie is so bad that they have to keep on reminding you what's going on because you're probably not paying attention.
3: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, you, you should have been sacrificed 25 years ago. And he's like, and, and so I could have your youth. And he's like, now I'll, I will fulfill that. Then <laughs> They have their shitty wizard duel where Malcolm is clearly much more powerful than Jonathan. Um, he resurrects Rebecca and tries to trick Jonathan to distract him but Grizzle and Greedy Gut tell him it's a trick. Malcolm tells them they'll burn for this later. And he flings Jonathan against the wall with spooky mind magic. (laughs) Eventually, Zombie Dad is like, kiss me, let me drain the the life from your lips.
1: And when he said that, all I thought of was when Angelina Jolie kissed her brother on the red carpet. (laughs) (laughs) I just have a
0: note. This is a little too Sweet
1: Home Alabama for my tastes
0: like this is a little creepy suddenly the the trident harpoons zombie malcolm in the back and wolfgang shows up like you will not have the boy's life
1: (laughs) why does he sound like skeletor it was very much like he had his
0: arms raised up in the air with his robe flowing
1: behind him oh my god i was cracking up skeletor memes are like some of my favorite memes ever (laughs) Oh, hell yeah.
0: But now Wolfgang teleports in close to Malcolm. And they're like, fuck magic, and just start choking each other. Like, he he literally just teleported. The other guy was using mind magic. And they're like, fuck that. And just literally wrap their hands around each other's throat and start choking each other out. But, eventually... (laughs) Eventually, Malcolm starts shooting eye lasers into Wolfgang.
1: You know, I'm trying to take a sip of water, and there's no good time right now.
0: Oh, hell no. (laughs) But as he's shooting the eye lasers, the house starts to collapse. Wolfgang yells to Jonathan to get out while he still can, before Wolfgang starts shooting eye lasers back at Malcolm. So they're literally like pew, pew, pew," just shooting lasers into each other's eyes.
1: Freaking lasers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly Malcolm screams, and both he and Wolfgang disappear as the house begins to collapse. Jonathan looks behind him and all of his friends are alive again because reasons. And so right. is Becky. But beaky. I love it. Because at first, she's like, Jonathan. <laughs> be-
4: I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I said, I mean, Beaky. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. All right. Ooh, Give me just ten, three seconds to take a sip.
0: <laughs> but I do like okay. how... You know, she was like, Jonathan, we got to go. And he's like, wait, they're moving. Like, he looks at his friends and she's like, fuck that. We got to go. Like, she was like, I don't care if her friends are alive. Let them die. So Becky sucks. So they they all run out of the house, out to the cars, leaving behind Grizzle and Greedy Gut, who just stare at Jonathan's car as he drives away. Like, well, ain't that a bitch? (laughs) You know, we, we risked our own lives to save your ass and you just leave us behind. Um, in the car, Mike asks, "What the hell?" Is going the
1: over. reason they got left behind is because there ain't enough room in the trunk for that junk. Because <laughs> uh, butt. yeah, gri- Grizzle <laughs> She
3: has
1: what? some junk in her trunk, man. She she did.
0: Oh, it was all compacted down to be little person size. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Ooh, okay, you can do it, Susie. Pull it together.
0: <laughs> in the car, Mike asks what the hell is going on. And Jonathan tells him it's a long story, but it's over now. And Rebecca goes, is it Jonathan? Is it really? And he goes, yes, it is. And she smooches him and smiles contently. <laughs> we we hear grumbles and growls in the car behind Mike. And the ghoulies pop up. And the rat ghoulies just over there. And Mike looks behind him, sees the ghoulies, looks at the screen with a shocked face, and we get a we get the freeze frame. And I was like, oh, you wacky ghoulies. Freeze frame,
1: danta. Freeze frame, dun dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Credits the end. Thank oh, goodness. Oh,
1: <laughs> what a wild ride that was.
0: So what do you guys
1: think of this? Love it. <laughs> I just this movie is hilarious. It's I I like it because it's so it's horribly awesome.
2: It makes yeah. me think I can dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean
0: as as cheesy as it is, it's not nearly as bad as I remembered, but it's still pretty fucking bad. <laughs> no, it's pretty fucking bad. Like it's it's definitely not the worst thing we've seen on this show, but but it's not good. I, I won't
3: still...
4: go there.
0: I won't go. <laughs> I mean, we've seen some pretty bad things on here, Maurice. <laughs> but, <Blood> oh. <rage.
3: coughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: I, I don't know. I where I, I would still rate Black Christmas uh, the or whatever. Yeah, the 2019 Black Christmas. I still rate that as my my least favorite thing we've covered. Um, but we've had some doozies. I mean, we we covered Texas Chainsaw Four.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a hard watch we covered the strangers, which we all unanimously hated.
2: So I discovered that Kim Hinkle, who was like the producer for Texas Chainsaw next generation, Mm -hmm. attempted to make a sequel to that. Oh yeah. That got shit canned. So he just released it as some sort of like urban cannibals movie and like, didn't put Leatherface in it. Yeah. I got to watch it.
0: I've never seen it, but I have, I have heard about this.
2: Tell me where
1: it's streaming, or do you need to get it through illicit means, like Better
2: Watch Out? I'll look for it tonight. Um, It's apparently really bad. It's probably on Tubi. If it's not on Tubi, it's just not No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I love the shock in Maurice's voice.
2: (laughs) I've watched, like, probably 25 movies this year so far, and, like, 90% of them have been unwatchable dog shit. Uh, And the worst thing I've seen was a documentary about the All-American Massacre, which is uh, Toby Hooper's son tried to make a uh, Chop Top movie, essentially.
0: Oh, yeah. I never saw that.
2: And it's the worst documentary ever because as they're making it, they can't get anybody to talk to them because the movie sucks, essentially. That's why it's never come out. Mm. But they try to get Bill mostly. He won't talk to him. They try to get uh, Toby Hooper's son. It's like Christopher Hooper or something. He doesn't want to give him the time of day. They try to get Buckethead who's in it. He won't do it. So it's like you're 45 minutes into this movie. It's only an hour and 10 minutes long. <laughs> and they're like, we can't find the movie and nobody will talk to us. And they just proceed to talk to Felisa Rose to fill time.
3: <laughs> and like,
2: What's the, like, you're, what is this? It's just waste of time.
1: Oh, you just posted that on your Facebook yeah, and I was like, "That looks interesting." Don't,
2: don't. If you've ever <laughs> heard of this movie, looks and you're interested be about the the legend of All American Massacre, go ahead. You'll be filled in on it. But that no mysteries are solved, nothing is discovered, and nobody talks to
4: him. Old
1: jinkies. Except That's for Felicia
2: so- Rose, who will talk to anybody for five bucks. Apparently.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I, I haven't. I definitely have not seen that. Um one last little thought I, I, I wanted to comment on this uh, I don't know I know Mike you have seen the uh, NECA Puppet Master toys obviously because we've talked about them extensively on Creepy Head when they yeah, came where out. Are the out exactly I would love if NECA were to do the same treatment with the ghoulies or just do like a whole full moon line and yes. be like you know here's Mr. Punch and Frog Ghoulie you know here's you know one of the little demons from subspecies and you know freaking, I don't know pick a random puppet from Puppet Master Dr. Death you know, I would love that. I would, I would continually buy those evil <laughs> Uh
2: replicas from Trick or Treat Studios. If you want, like one to one scale rubber ghoulies, oh. um, if you kind of want to like hide them around the bedroom, if it's you know fun time with your wife, I would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would. I would get in trouble for that one,
2: um, but just, it would be so worth it.
0: Jess puts up with a lot, but I think that would be a bridge too far. <laughs> ghoulies jokes <laughs> ghoulies, in, <laughs> ghoulies in the bedroom <laughs> Oh but so there, there's not a ton of trivia for this But uh, a few things is Originally it was planned to be in 3D And actually began production in 3D Where the audience would have to take uh, Take their glasses on and off Every time Jonathan put his glasses on Um, They decided that that was way too much And they just went back to 2D
2: That, <laughs> so. that makes a lot of sense Yeah now that you watch it and explain that plot point
0: all the glasses coming out and off
1: so i just thought you said they went back to tooting like tooting (laughs)
3: Tooting. like
1: toot toot
0: (laughs) oh man so uh critters you know that we're going to be covering next uh has has a scene where the critter comes out of the toilet and that's an homage to this film
2: good So yep did you uh, guys know that Ghoulies was actually produced in 1982 and that Steven Spielberg got the idea for Gremlins from watching Ghoulies?
1: <laughs>
2: That's not true. I That's was not.
1: waiting for the Gremlins <laughs> reference.
0: Well, I mean, earlier in the film, I actually, or in the recording, I accidentally called them Gremlins at one point. But yeah, there are a lot of uh, a lot of people who who com- compare the two. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the Ghoulies are <This> better. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, apparently this did start off in 1983 as a project called Beasties uh, it was going to be directed by Charles Band with creature effects by Stan Winston, of all people. Now, granted, keep in mind, early 80s, Stan Winston was doing stuff, but he hadn't become the powerhouse he
2: later became. Um, and keep in mind, Charlie Band will do and say anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's a salesman. So. But um, uh, and I'll all die on. I forgot to mention this. I like hmm. ghoulies more than I like gremlins. Really? I Mm. like this franchise more.
0: Mm. I can't follow you there,
2: but. You uh, know, like some people like a nice steak. Some people like a nice piece of shit. (laughs) Just saying.
0: (laughs) Um, Now, I'm sure we've all heard about the controversy around the trailer for this film back in the 80s. Do you guys have you guys heard about this? No,
4: no, no.
0: The, The scene of the ghoulie popping out of the toilet bowl, which was literally filmed for the trailer. Like, they they stuck it in after the fact. It was one of those okay. things where, like, we need a hook for this. Well, that scared the crap out of a bunch of kids because this was, remember, back in the 80s, they didn't care about playing R-rated trailers, like, on primetime television. So you'd be watching Elf, and then you'd get, you know, coming this fall, and you'd get the trailer for some shit like this. Um,
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: But apparently that scared the hell out of a lot of kids who then started refusing to use the bathroom. So like mother's groups, which, you know, they were filled. The 80s was filled with this. Mother's groups got together and tried to boycott the movie.
2: Oh, Tipper Gore. Um, which probably built the legend of Ghoulies to what oh, it is today.
0: Guarantee you it helped them. Guaranteed.
2: If you're a um, a VHS collector, I am. One of the most sought after pieces of video store rental memorabilia is there's an inflatable toilet with the frog ghoulie as a video store promotional material. Oh, um, that's amazing. It's not that rare, but everybody wants it because it's the fucking frog ghoulie coming out of the toilet. That's pretty right. really
0: cool. That's friggin'
2: awesome. And up till recently, you could go to fullmoon.com and he sold little resin uh frog ghoulie toilet combos as like a, Forty dollar gifts. That's cool. I was gonna know, say... so. If you've got somebody in your life that likes Ghoulies, you don't know what to get them for Christmas.
3: <laughs>
2: trick or treatstudios.com has life size Ghoulie replicas. Teresa, who never listens, maybe.
0: <laughs> how much of those? How much of those cost?
2: Oh, they're way more than she would spend on me for a gift. I just wanted to be a smart ass and put it out there.
0: Oh, I was just curious for my own collection. I was like, are they like I, a couple hundred or? Yeah, I
2: think it's like two hundred. Uh, okay. it's it's up there with like their replica chucky dolls gotcha it's on my list of things that like maybe i'll get one day like a race car bed
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you know i feel like you need a race car bed in in the uh in the man cave now
2: you know hey it's pretty awesome it is
0: it's all i'm just... saying I'm suddenly picturing Grandma's Boy where it's like, your bed is a race car. Yeah, but it's a sweet race car. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So now this is one of those things where I I love catching on IMDb where there's conflicting trivia. So apparently Charles Band tells a story on his Full Moon Horror Roadshow where uh, he was talking about the, the campaign to promote the film. And during a brainstorming session, he came up with the idea of the ghoulie popping up out of the toilet and this is, you know, where they shot it for the trailer. This was for the promotional material. So they, they stuck it in the movie after the fact. Now, according to Charles Band's 2012 audio commentary for the British 88 films, Blu-ray of Puppet Master 2, he says that someone else came up with the idea for the ghoulie popping out of the to- out of the toilet and that he thought it was a bad idea at first. So <laughs> there's two very conflicting pieces of trivia. Hmm. But either way, both, you know, state that it was filmed for promotional material. Um, and then last but not least, that the original concept for the film was much different than the final product. Originally, the film was going to be about a kid moving into his grandfather's house uh, and he finds out that the inspiration for his grandfather's stories are all living in the house and trying to kill him. So, basically it was an old man telling his his grandson these crazy stories about monsters and it turns out that the monsters were living in the house. Um, mm. Fox greenlit the film for tw- with a twelve million budget, and along the way, the film was dropped and the script was heavily rewritten to appeal to teenagers. So, we got the movie we got, but uh, we in yeah. The end. <laughs> so, before we get into social media and all that, Jazz, do you guys have any final thoughts on this
2: wacky rubber monster movie? Uh, it's a good. It's,
1: it's a good time.
2: Yeah, it's eighty minutes. Like, what else do you have to do? Spend time with your loved ones, pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> work work yeah i mean to be fair i watched this at work so yeah you know. drive safely give me a break <laughs>
0: <laughs> well for those of you not following us on social media we are the boogeyman's closet on both facebook and instagram maurice handles our twitter what is that good sir
4: at boogeyman's the
0: thank you very much uh we also have a patreon three dollars a month for all of our unedited episodes as well as an exclusive episode every month um the higher tiers get you stuff like birthday picks, uh, art in the mail, things like that. Uh, we are also part of the Rad Pantheon network. Uh, so check out RadPantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials for other podcasts like this and a lot of artists and musicians doing rad stuff. Uh, one of those podcasts is one that Mike heads up. So I'm going to toss it over to you, Mike, for any plugs you may want to give.
2: Count Creepyheads Saturday morning Monster Mash, where three adult men talk about buttholes way too much. It's creepy <laughs> with a K.
0: I wasn't expecting the buttholes comment.
2: Tune in to this week's episode where Mike is given, I don't know, two dozen compliments and they're awesome.
0: That was, that was unexpected and hilarious.
2: And if you want to know what we're talking about, with goth leprechauns tune in to count Creepyhead and have a yuck.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So for anyone who wants to watch our next episode before we cover it, as mentioned earlier, it's going to be episode 168, critters from 1986 so uh, I, i i love my little rubber monster movies not so much critters but uh we'll we'll talk more about that next week um so mike thank you for joining us once again it's always a pleasure good sir
2: i'm honored thank you for letting me come on guys
0: oh anytime man but all right guys so i guess we're gonna wrap it up here so as always this is mike saying goodbye goodbye
4: Bye.
3: bye